May 20th. May 20th. So here we are, Larry and Greg, back with Canoeing the Dog Rocket, and we have a special guest. Warhawk. Warhawk is with us. Warhawk. Live here in our studios, where it all started. You know, if you folks have been listening to us in the past, we've been going down a path of smoking a cigar surrounded by kind of a weird fictional story. Today, we're not going to do that. We brainstormed a little bit. What are we going to do next? And we thought, well, what about like doing a podcast surrounded by an old TV show like Leave it to Beaver? And the problem we came up with, who's going to be the beef if we did Leave it to Beaver? Who's going to be Wally? Who's going to be Eddie Haskell? Warhawk? I'd rather be June. But I'll be the cigar smoker. I'll be stealing the cigars. Did that ever happen in Leave it to Beaver? Did you ever see the Beaver smoke a cigar? Anything's possible in this day and age. I think so. I think Wally and the Beaver would usually sneak off and have a cigar in the garage when Ward was saying, where's my cigars? Problem with this is, and again, we're brainstorming this, who the hell knows what Leave it to Beaver is? Batman. That's the bathroom. We're getting back to our roots. Cigars. Good cigars. So here we are. What are you going to smoke? Today, we have something called, and it's a boutique cigar. It's a Casada Tributo. And I don't see a whole lot of these out there. They've been out there for years. I've been smoking these maybe for, I don't know, 15 years. They're hard to find. And I would not say that these are mainstream. Kind of your go-to cigar in a lot of ways, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. So we're going to smoke a Casada Tributo, and we'll tell you about it. We'll rate them, and I'm opening. My, do you have the cutter over there? I sure do. Look, I don't even know how to operate. Oh yes. Great. Don't put your finger in the middle. And don't don't put your finger in the middle. I hate when I do that. Ow! <laughs> this Casada Tributo is a Dominican Republic cigar. There's a little bit of history about this. Before Larry tells you about the cigar itself, I want to tell you a little bit about the family. The Casado Tributo is from Matassa, and this is blended by the family's fifth generation, which is headed by Manuel Casada's daughters. So the daughters, and includes the nieces and nephews. And the Tributo is made in honor of the four members of the family that lost their lives in a plane crash. For each of the family members that passed away, there's four sizes. Each one's named after one of the four that lost their lives. So there's the Manolin, the Alvero, the Alvarito, and the Julio. Today, we are smoking the Julio. Hence what? the naming of the I wanted that Julio down by the schoolyard. Same Remember that song? Yeah. yeah. By, uh, Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Kaleida, kaleidoscope. Yes, okay. <laughs> Tell me about the cigar, Larry. Okay. Well, the country of origin is the Dominican Republic. The wrapper is a Habana 2000. The binder, Honduras. And the filler is a Dominican Republican from the great country of Nicaragua. It's Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. Oh, oh yeah, what am I thinking? You got the Dominican and Nicaragua. See, it didn't, it didn't take long, folks. It didn't take long. Two different countries here. That's right. And it's well, a full- is it Paris and Missouri? 
Isn't there a... Uh, no, it's in Las Vegas. There's an Indiana in Pennsylvania. This is Larry's world, and welcome to it. <laughs> Cue the Twilight Zone music. This is a full-strength cigar, and it is, it's an Ecuadorian hybrid wrapper, and it has the Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Dominican tobaccos in the blend. It's dark and oily, a couple noticeable veins, very solid construction, wouldn't you say? Yes. You're not going to mush this cigar. No. And it's got a triple cap, which I don't quite understand, but it, it sure looks substantial. We're going to talk about the cigar as we smoke it. But again, back to your shows. Yeah. So as you taste the cigar, what one of these classic shows from the past do you think someone would smoke that cigar? One of those characters. I'm thinking SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I know who would. Think of the A-Team. Who was the guy that was the leader of the A-Team? Always had a cigar. Richard T. No, no, the other guy. What was his name? No, yeah. but you know who I mean. He was the boss, George Papard. George Papard. Always had a cigar in his mouth. Oh, lost in space. The robot. <laughs> Here we go again. Mm -hmm. Can't forget the robot. Nope, that's right. Parking. I know who wouldn't have smoked it, and that would have been uh, uh, All in the Family, the character. Meathead? No, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. Did he smoke a, a cigar? Too I think he did. I think he did. I believe so. He had been smoking blunts for years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why the old man wanted to throw him out. Would Roy Rogers smoke this cigar? Trigger would. That's what I was going to say. Trigger. Trigger. Roy Rogers. How about Mr. Ed? Was oh, that? Wilbur. That was Bill Bixby, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. sure was. If I were on the Jetsons, who would be smoking the cigar in the Jetsons? Don't say Rosie. Not Rosie. She's a robot. <laughs> She's a robot. George? See, I don't think George would. Daughter Judy? Elroy. <laughs> his El boy Elroy. His boy Elroy. He would be taking those cigars out back, smoking them. Out back? Yeah, yeah. I guess he'd fall off the edge of the building if in it was space. out back. Their dog. What was their dog's name? Astro. Stinking dog, Astro. Andy Griffith. Oh, you know what? I was watching Andy Griffin last night, and it was when Aunt B there. Uh, don't get me started on Aunt B. She. Oh, I hate her. She was the glue to that whole. You're she right. was taking care of them. You're right, but she was a. She was shrill. Man, I hear her voice, well, and I just. You're gonna get some responses on that one, bud. I bet. Aunt Behind. Well, everybody has an Aunt B, though. No, they Andy don't. Andy was sitting on the front porch and they were eating some pie mm -hmm. that she had made after they went out to dinner or whatever. And uh, he was smoking a cigarette. I think that was a little marijuana. He lit it, took a couple puffs. It only lasted about a few less than 30 seconds. He put it out and they said, oh, we need to go in. And he threw the match off the porch too. And then what? Aunt B came out and said, no, put Aunt that B, out! Aunt B was sitting right there with it while he lit it up. She didn't know that she was catching secondhand smoke, but that's for another day. Uh, there's one question I have about the whole show. Who the hell was Aunt B? Well, wasn't she no. a sister no. of his wife that nope. passed, right? In the really? I thought she was his aunt. She was not related. She was evil. There's some there was something no, wrong with her. You're pushing the envelope. I now, am. Greg. I am pushing it. But let's let's go to a different show. Green Acres. Now that is a surrealistic show. 
I mean, it surreal. It was Who was it? Ava. Lisa. Yeah. Lisa. Yeah. And he was. Oh, Can you imagine if Jaja was there instead of Ava? What was the deal with? What was the deal that that's been so long? And then they've had a couple episodes, but what was it? They climb up on the telephone pole to answer the phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's bizarre. That I is... think it was just to get away from Ava. Or what, what was her? Lisa. 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 Yes, okay. Lisa. And then you had Mr. Haney. Oh, I love Mr. Oh, Haney. Mr. Haney. He'd oh, be the cigar smoker. Yeah, you're but right. But not this cigar. That's too good for him. Who was the agricultural guy that was just uh You mean the guy with the hat? Yeah. That would come in once in a while with the tie down around his... And, and say the most absurd things. He was supposed to give advice on the soil and the whole bit, yeah. conservation. Yeah, and, and he didn't know anything. He, he started the WHO, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to get emails. Hey, oh, that start somewhere. <laughs> oh, had Mr. Drucker Mr. ran the Drucker. store. Yeah. I could see him smoking a cigar. And he was like the only rational guy in the whole show. That was weird. That show was just totally science Great fiction. Acres? Yeah. I got to tell you. Because Oliver would always be dressed up in his suit out plowing or... Yeah, <laughs> in his suit, three-piece suit on a tractor plowing the fields. Wait a minute, I'm going to tell you another one. We're stepping back. Gomer Pile. Gomer Pile, USMC. Shazam. I, I always thought that that was sort of a slam against the Marines, that they would even have a show like that, because I can't imagine that anybody liked that in real life would last more than three seconds in the Marines. It, it just wouldn't happen. That's why it was a comedy. Hoorah! Now, yeah, yeah, when, you're right. what was the sergeant's name? Now, he belonged in the Marines. Yeah, he did. Sergeant Carter. Well, wait a minute. On Hogan's Hero, who was the uh, uh, Schultz? I know oh. nothing. I, yeah. And he knew everything. Yes, he did for the camp. Colonel Clink. Anyway, we thought about all these TV shows and how impossible it would be for us to even talk about them. So we won't. We want to do a little public service announcement here. We're going to talk about cigar lighters briefly in our effort to continue to educate our listening audience. Most all of you listening, you already know this stuff, but for those of you that are new to cigars, we want to talk about how to choose a cigar lighter. You know, there's, there's a difficulty in picking the right lighter. There really is. There's different types, different styles, and you could think of some of the manufacturers of lighters. Bic. Zippo. Zycar. Kohlrabi. Ronson. Scripto. A lot of uh, gentlemen that have been smoking cigars for a long time, a lot of those guys use Bics. We, we all know with cigar lighters, they're very temperamental. But there's a caveat to that. And what you're talking about is well, we'll get there. It's it's a soft flame, what they call a soft flame from the Bic. Back to the difficulty in picking a lighter, you've got different manufacturers. You've got the appearance of a lighter. I mean, some people yeah. will say, I'm not going to use that. Oh, that's ugly. I'm, you know, they go well, for you're appearances, out to right? five-dollar restaurant, you just had a steak. You don't want to pull out a Bic. Right. So you maybe want, you do. Maybe. You do. Okay. But maybe not, and I'll explain. So there's also the price of the lighter. You know, that matters. We're not going to talk just for those folks out there that might use matches. We're not talking about matches at all here. We're just talking about lighters. So there's two kinds of cigar lighters, soft flame and torch. And what you were talking about, like the Bic, 
is the soft flame lighter. And traditionally, soft flame lighters, and you can think of a Bic or a Zippo or whatever, use those indoors. Used for cigarettes generally. Lighting a campfire, lighting some trash on fire, lighting candles or an incense stick. And they use one of two different kinds of fuel. One is naphtha and the other is butane. Biggest butane. Where a flip uh, Zippo is going to be a naphtha lighter, right? right? So the problem with these kinds of lighters, naphtha gives some terrible off flavors. Nasty flavors that the cigar will pick up. You're going to get petrol flavors coming through suddenly. Butane is the better kind of soft flame if you must use one. Well, it burns it higher. Yeah, and it's a cleaner burn, and it won't impose the soot and the petroleum smells. So if you really have to use a soft flame, it would be preferable to use butane. Now, on the other flip side of the coin, you've got torch lighters. And we probably all use torch lighters, but for some of you that are new to smoking cigars, use a torch lighter for thick cigars, for outdoor use, they're hotter. And one of the biggest things about a torch lighter, they're wind resistant. Great on golf courses. So what's the deal about having a single torch, double ah. or triple? I mean, my goodness. Very good question. The more flames you have, the more wind resistant it becomes. So in your case, Larry, as a golfer, you would want something outside that's a four torch, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. Double flame is preferable. And again, like I say, I like three, Larry likes four flame. They're hotter, they, they're a wider burn. There's absolutely no aftertaste that is imparted into the cigar. Really, if you're thinking about how I'm gonna light my cigar, get rid of the Zippos, get rid of the Bix, get rid of the soft flame, go to a torch lighter, preferably two flame, better three, and if you're outside golfing, get a four torch. Now there's some other considerations for torch lighters that you wanna consider if you're going out to buy something like that. Obviously, one of them is a reputable manufacturer. And Larry, I think you were talking about that. Some of the manufacturers and some you said they were temperamental. Right. And they are, aren't they? Do you remember any problems you've had with any lighters? Well, a lot of times it's the igniter. It's just you know, if, that, if that igniter gets, if there's a little bit of residue on it or whatever. It's a piezoelectric lighter and it creates a spark. And if that igniter thing is out, pushed out of the way or there's something on it, like you're saying, it won't light. Are those replaceable in a good no. lighter? No. Really? to go. Oh boy. Yeah. You throw it out. For the most part. Yeah. So the bottom line is, get a reputable lighter. Some are expensive and well-known, but sometimes their construction is dubious. We've had problems with a number of some of these lighters. So if you don't want to break the bank, give me a range. Ten bucks. Yeah, don't go anymore. That's the two burner, the three burner, mm -hmm. the four burner. And they're generally hard plastic. You can see how much fuel you have in them. Ah, I'll mention that. It's a good point. Excellent. So some of the considerations. Number one, make sure that the lid to the flame can get out of the way so it doesn't sit in the flame and get hot while you're lighting your cigar. You close the lid, put it in your pocket, you're gonna have a little burn mark inside somewhere nasty, right? <laughs> you light that baby and you even take your hair nostrils. <laughs> so you're good yeah. for another couple yeah. of weeks. There we go. It's a lot pleasant smell, go. but it's okay. One thing you mentioned, uh, what's called a fuel window. Sometimes the lighters are perfectly clear or smoky. You can actually see the fuel level. Some have a little glass thing at the bottom, but that's really important. If you're heading out to the golf course and you, don't, you check and you say, oh man, I'm almost out. 
you can fill it up before you go. Otherwise, you get out there, it's like, I'm out of fuel. What do I do now? So, also, price is a consideration. Don't get a gold-plated lighter. Somebody will just lift it from you, you know? Like Larry said, get one of these plastic, hard plastic lighters, triple torch, with a cutter included for 10, 12 bucks. But make sure it's a torch with three torches. Okay? So I think about some of the, the cigar makers who put their name on a lighter. Does that jack up the price? Now you just raised a whole different yeah, point you, here. You, you know okay. that nothing the time and money can't solve. Sometimes these are crap lighters. They look great. They've got their some cigar manufacturer name. Throw it. Sometimes it's just good to throw away. Now I've got one that I use routinely from Alec Bradley. It's got Alec Bradley on the side. I love it. It's a triple torch. Works beautifully. Has for years. But other ones, and I won't mention names. I can't even get them to light. You know, you what's might the point? Seventy-five bucks. And you think you're getting a deal? Oh, they're throwing in a great lighter. Now, another thing is a built-in cutter. A lot of these good lighters have on the bottom a, a built-in cutter. Like a bullet. Uh, like Exactly, a bullet cutter. My Alec Bradley has a bullet cutter on the bottom. There it is, see that? Very nice, it swings out, you can, you know, in a bind, if you don't have a cutter with you, you can use that. Now the, the Warhawk, you need to be a little bit more informed on all this stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to ask some good questions. You are. But the bad thing about that kind of a bullet cutter, try using that on a torpedo or a figurato. That, that's just not gonna work. Be aware of that. Also, a very good lighter should have a flame adjuster at the very bottom, you know, with a minus and a plus. You want like a five foot flame? Crank it, buddy. <laughs> and a lot of these, I think even the Bix come this with This will go adjustment. clear up into your nasal passage. Oh, it'll clean everything out. Depends how much hair you want to really send off. <laughs> Don't stick it in your ear, folks. No, no, no. You want to melt that ear wax, use something different. <laughs> and if anybody remembers the last episode, don't put it in the wrong port. <laughs> <laughs> that is our little public service announcement on how to choose the, uh, the perfect cigar lighter. And so how's that Casada going now? You're yeah. about halfway through, both well, you guys. I gotta tell you, this, this is personally my go-to cigar. For as tight as roll as it, it's, uh, it's burning extremely well. Even, mm. good draw. All right, we have... I would say it's about a 40... 50. 50, it's a 50? This is a 50 okay, ring size. Yeah, 50 ring size. Sure is. And it's about six inches in length. Do they come in different lengths? No. That one doesn't? No, this is the Julio. Julio, we now by the school, yeah. And this is the only size that it comes in. If you look at the cigar box that this comes in, it's almost amazing, it's solid wood. It's white. It's built like a tank. I mean, you could actually store like tools in it if you wanted, I suppose. I gave you one. Yes, you did. And or for people who like to repurpose things afterwards, they oh. draw for making purses out of those. Absolutely. These are, these are, well, they might even be a little heavy. This is a solid wood box. I, you know what? Bringing up cigar boxes real quick. And yeah. George down at Penn, Ohio, his restrooms, 
he has one back in, in the back and then the one in front of the store. And he opens up the box like three quarters way and he has a light coming out of it. It, it kind of neat. It is the, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. And when I first saw that, I thought, this is really a cool use of cigar boxes. I think next time you go, you ought to take a picture and put a photo up on the website well, we so can do that. see we what can it looks do that. like. Some of the uh, housewives that are interior decorating, I'm sure that your husband yeah. has a lot of boxes laying around. You could probably do the whole home. Yep. And you could color coordinate. He's done a marvelous job decorating and using cigar boxes. It's like the lid is lifted open at a 45 degree angle or a, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's almost like a shade for yes. the light itself. It, so it's really attractive. Yes, it classy is. Looking. Very classy yeah. looking. And the price of these cigars is about $5 each. Whoa, that's what we're talking about. That's yeah. a bargain. Yeah, this is a bargain. You know, when I go to cigar shops, and I, I'm sorry to say, but very few, if anybody, even knows what these are. Yeah. It's a solid cigar. It's got an oily sheen to it. It's a deep brown color, not like a Maduro. No. But it's it's an attractive shiny brown. It's caramel. <laughs> <laughs> The construction is amazing. I've, I've not gotten any part of this cigar to fall apart on me. Not at all. Not at all. You know, a lot of these cigars unwrap or the wrapper starts to come, come off. off. Or yeah. The cap comes undone. No. This is holding together amazingly. If, I, if there's a zero out of ten scale for this, for construction and appearance, I give this a nine. Right, we're there with you. So, nines for construction. Burn and draw, what do you think? The burn is excellent. The draw could be just a little, it's there. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it an eight on the draw. I would give it an eight also. Yeah. yeah. And again, this is a full bodied cigar. This is not a wimpy cigar. Flavor and complexity. What kind of flavors are you getting out of that? I'd get coffee. Now this is gonna sound a little strange. There's a little metallic note in here. There is, there is a nickel metallic. It's not unpleasant. It's actually kind of good. Yeah, you're right mostly roasted coffee. I'm not getting anything floral. Are no, you? no citrus. No, no citrus. Nothing. This is like tobacco, the way tobacco should be. No fancy pantsy flavors. This is just good, honest to goodness flavor. This is an alpha male cigar here. Oh, well said. So how would you rate this? Flavor and complexity. Zero to 10 overall, you mean? Yes. Yeah, Larry. So where's it at? I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Eight point five. I'm going to give this a nine. I love them. This is your go-to cigar. This is go-to, and I love the flavor. Earth notes, coffee. Oh yeah, it's earth it's it's a substantial man cigar. Not that the man is substantial, but it's a substantial cigar for a man. Here we go, folks. Here we go. <laughs> Look geez. out. Clarification. Look out. Warhawk, could you elaborate a little bit on that? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this, Warhawk. Sure. You're sitting here and you're taking in the aroma. What, from your point of view, what what do you feel about the aroma of the cigar? Because you It's sitting. appealing. It's oh. not offensive. It's uh, something you can put up with and not have to feel like you got to back away. But just the aroma that you're catching. It's very, very nice, uh -huh. yes. So the complexities are there. Yes. For a $5 cigar, that's not bad. Not at all. 
So not at all. Price value. Oh my lord. I give this a 10. Zero out of 10, 10 being the best, I give this 10. I'm right there with you. Overall rating, zero out of 100, 100 being the best. Oh. I give this a 90. Cigar Aficionado rated this 91 in October 2014. So this is not a wimpy, crappy cigar just because it's $5. This is a cigar, if you're looking for a boutique cigar, I recommend you go find. And there are places that sell this. Now, I, in the past, I've had to mail order from Houston. You can find them. And I would say that these are absolutely worth going out and finding. I agree so, with you. There we go. It's a great cigar. And that's our review for today. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be doing many more episodes. We'll be back shortly. So thank you for listening to... Canoeing the... Dog. Rocket. You betcha. See you in the shops. (laughs) 